0: I'm John, and tonight, I want history about Black History Month. There's no stopping us now, because we're live! I'm John Thompson. I'm John A. Vink. I'm Keith Statenfield. I'm Loretta Beavers. I'm A.J. Minnick. I'm Jennifer Sim. I'm Jim 2 I'm Bobby Chastain. These stories tonight on John Wants Answers. John Wants Answers.
1: John Wants Answers. Give John answers. If John Answers. If John answers. John wants answers. John wants
0: answers. Give John answers now. Check your calendar. If it says March 10th, 2022, then we're live. I have a special guest tonight, Hence Singleton. Hello, folks.
1: It is now
0: February 38th, and, and we are here live here for you
1: with this extension of February. Yes. Black History Month. Uh,
0: Black History Month, February.
1: We're gonna talk about
0: it. Well, keep going. We're on CP time. (laughs) Yeah, Chinese people time.
1: (laughs) Color people time.
0: Hen Singleton, I've known you for about a year. Yes. We met because you know we're in the business, in the entertainment business. We met on the set of the TV show Insecure. Yes, we did. I have photos of us on the show. So um, here's a picture of me. Let's see the picture of me on Insecure.
1: Insecure that they're not gonna show it.
0: It's there. They have it. I know they do. That is not it. You're pretty blue. <laughs> did a blue scene. Okay. Wait a minute. That's you see that fuzzy. Me. You see that blurry guy in front? That's me. I'm wearing the same jacket tonight as I was in that show. I did a wonderful performance. And then and then you're in the same scene. Yes, I was. So let's take a look at hence in that same scene. There you are. You're not that guy. Not
1: the guy with the beard. I'm the guy with the awesome shoulder. Look at that Look shoulder. Look at that massive muscular shoulder from next the,
0: to the beard. From the back. Oh. That, that is how you show a shoulder.
1: That's exactly. Look at the muscle. Look I've seen muscle other guys in it.
0: try and show shoulders on this show. Nothing appears to you. Nothing like that. Chiseled cut. <laughs> Exquisite. And then after this, we were together in a play. play called Airness. 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 the top play in Los Banos. Los Banos, Los Banos, the California. Very hot. It's a very hot place in California. Bathroom of know. the state. Eh. So here's a picture of us on Airness. Look at that dude. There's boy. me in an T-shirt. There's now you are playing Golden Thunder. Yes, I. Am. With the the gold pants. Yes. Best part of the show because I was Your bright. first musical number. They got torn off. No, second musical number. Second musical number. That was the Bon Jovi thing.
1: (laughs) You guys just see me rip my pants off.
0: No, no, it was the Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Idol. Oh my God, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then one time you, you tore apart too much. If I recall correctly. Oh yeah,
1: tore off my. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) There was (laughs) three
0: layers of turning off or tearing off clothing, and I think. One of the layers you kind of went too far or it stuck. Caught my thumb. And more came off than we were hoping for. Yeah. Anticipating. Our so,
1: director, boy, was he shocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I met Hence in the, uh, in the acting world. And he uh, told me a lot of stories about growing up. Like, for example, who taught you how to play guitar?
1: My dad taught me how to play guitar, but he was taught by his granduncle, who is a famous blues player, goes by the name of Muddy Waters.
0: Muddy Waters?
1: Not rivers, not streams, water.
0: So you're a blood relative of yes. Muddy Waters.
1: From what they keep telling me, I'm forced to be.
0: Yes. <laughs> Can you play like him? Is it in the genes?
1: No. Or, no? <laughs> no, but my brother, I have a middle brother, that plays like Hendrix. This guy is incredible. I couldn't play with
0: myself. (laughs) With both hands free. Did Muddy Waters ever show you tips on how to play?
1: No, I was too young. Oh yeah? Yeah, my brothers, I'm the youngest of six in my family, so the majority of them grew up in Chicago where all the action was happening. Uh So they took me to Milwaukee where there was no action happening. No action at all. my sisters and brothers got to meet all the blues, you know, got to meet all those guys. You know, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Little Junior Wells. You know, they used to hang out in you know bars and clubs, and my father was one of the luckiest people in the world to hang out with all those people.
0: Was yeah. your father a musician?
1: Wannabe. Wannabe. He, Wannabe. Yeah. He could play, but he never took it serious. He, <laughs> a lot more than he played, so.
0: It's just common for the time, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, it was hard back then. The hardest times in 29.
0: There's a
1: lot of stuff going on.
0: So how far back can you trace your family's history in in the United States?
1: Oh, man. I'd say to about the 1800s. Arkansas.
0: Oh, so before 1850.
1: Uh, a little bit. So... so. They were sharecroppers, so they were some of the first ones. I still haven't found my grandfather's family yet, so I'm still looking for, you know, them, the ones that came over on the boat.
0: Oh, okay. So somebody had to. They are probably rowing it. Like Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> so in, in Arkansas, what kind of work did they have to do there? Uh, do
1: sharecropper. Know? So? My grandfather, my dad's father, was one of the first black people, black people to raise soybeans, cotton, uh, some other crap on their land. So, but yeah, they were some of the first ones.
0: So after the Civil War, did they stay in Arkansas or did they leave?
1: Uh, no, they stayed. They stayed for a while. My father and them didn't come north until, I want to say, the late 40s or 50s.
0: So your father was the first generation to? Yes, to migrate north. up,
1: from what, from what I know. Uh-huh. So I've been doing a lot of um, been doing a lot of uh, ancestry and uh, 23andMe because I want to know where I come from, mm-hmm. and boy, did I find out a lot of stuff. Woo! Because <laughs> eh, I used to think of the divide between African Black people and American Black people, but African Black people don't like us at all.
0: Oh no! Zero. What have you heard about?
1: They say we're taboo.
0: Taboo. Yes. What does
1: that mean? You <laughs> okay? I'll give you an example. I used to be an exotic dancer back in the early 80s and 90s. Okay. I was dancing in Chicago. Me and a friend of mine, his name is Pretty Boy. My name is Babyface. And he's about dark as this tablecloth okay. right here. No joke. His name is Frank. And we get to this house. And he knocks on the door. We get ready to go in. And the guy tells he tells Frank, oh, you can go in. And he says, you got to stay here. I'm like, why? I'm part of the entertainment. He's like, yeah, but you're not dancing for our women. I'm like, why not? He said, you're too light-skinned. You're taboo. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) So I got paid Mm -hmm. for doing nothing, but I had to stand outside. (laughs) Like, they wouldn't let me in the house. I felt like one of their pets, man. It was like, holy cow. But yeah, they will not, they do not like American black people because they say we're spoiled. We were brought over here and we were treated like kings. (laughs) kings. <laughs> do you
0: like kings? Yeah. I, I'm Not like the King. history I don't remember reading.
1: Not no. any of the history I
0: remember seeing. I've, I've seen roots. I've seen a guy get his foot cut off that tried to run away. <laughs> like come on man. So were they saying somewhere in the lineage between your ancestors coming to coming from Africa that someone made to do with a white lady? Is that what they're saying?
1: Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's they're saying that we don't we're lazy. We don't do any work. <laughs> How in the hell did this country get built? I mean, it was us, Chinese people, Mexicans, you know, because they screwed the Mexicans over. Hell, they put up a fence and said, y'all can't play no more.
0: Uh Yeah. That's horrible. This was Mexico originally. That's what I'm talking about. You know that part down there
1: where they put the border fence up? Those (laughs) Mexicans on the other side of the fence got stuck. (laughs) So they Uh can't come over here. And Uh this used to be their land. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? So where did you grow up? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And the funniest thing about that, my mother-in-law, first-generation Chinese, think every black person is from Africa. Because I told her I was taking my wife to my family, my family reunion in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she's like, you know, she was like shocked. You know, we went, we came back. She's like, wow, you guys are back awful quick. I'm like, yeah. She says, not as far as China, huh? I'm like, no. She said, what part of Africa is Milwaukee in? I'm like, this lady is crazy. And she was dead serious. She looked at me and waited for an answer. I'm like, um, it's in the Midwest, connected to this country. With this blank look on her face. I'm like, wow, your mom is just different.
0: Was there a big uh, black population where you grew up?
1: Actually, where I grew up, it was a very mixed area. Black, white, Hispanic, Asians, Italians, everything. What so city were
0: you in? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you know a lot of the a lot of the race uh, race stuff that you know everybody's talking about, I didn't really grow up with, because our neighborhood, everybody in our block, was somebody different. So it's so diverse. So yeah. No one really we grew up with diversity. No one so really thought of it. You know, when somebody called me, you know, the N word, I'm like, okay, where would that come from? Because I've never heard it, you know, around you know all my friends and stuff until we picked up the slang of just you know calling each other that, you know. But it's it's just weird, man. It's like a lot of people that grew up in the inner city. Now their their upbringing is totally different than mine because you know I can look at you know how they were brought up and how I was brought up. I'm like, well, I have both my parents in the house. Some don't. You know, I got some people say I'm lucky because I had both my parents in the house. I don't think so. <laughs> you yeah. can't get away with nothing. You got one parent, you know, you can, hey, you know, and mom ain't going to never know. But the worst thing you can always hear from your mom is, wait till your daddy get home.
0: Oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it didn't want to wait for him to get home, man. It's, you know, your whole day is messed up, and they tell you that. Six o'clock in the morning, right after breakfast. Wait till your daddy get home. I heard about what you did at school. <laughs> Until two o'clock in the afternoon, man, it's,
0: oh, God, I'm going to die. So were you in the burbs of Wisconsin going up?
1: Uh, I lived on the east side. I would say it was not the hood, but it was not a suburb. Uh-huh. You know, it was, it was, I would say a nice middle class, up and coming middle class area, you know, uh-huh. look at it now. It looks like sh- crap, <laughs> but you know, it, where I came from, I'm uh-huh. proud of where I've come from. You know, I love going back home visit, don't like to stay, but, you know, I go and visit, <laughs> leave quick as I can, but it's an, it's a nice place to visit.
0: <laughs> now, when did, you, when did you move from there?
1: 96, February 11th, 2.45 a.m. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get out of here.
0: <laughs> that's the moment you decided.
1: No, that's when I was on the road. The, road. <laughs> the moment I decided, I was like, man, it's, it's time to go. Because I look at life like I can't live there, be raised there, and then die there. There's no adventure. Right. I like adventure. So, came out here.
0: Did you go straight from there to Oakland?
1: No, I went straight from, the whole thing started off as either n- New York or California. Mm-hmm. Boom. Burlingame. <laughs> Burlingame. <laughs> so I wind up coming to Burlingame, the first uh-huh. place I had ever came in California besides, you know, on my own. Mm-hmm. Now my, with my family, Southern California, cause that's where I was supposed to be because of comedy. But I came up here, stayed at the NBC Suites, Woke up, looked over the bay, and said, I'm staying. <laughs> and I've been here ever since. So I travel doing comedy, but Oakland is my home base. So.
0: Okay. Now, Oakland, so I'm, I'm in San Jose. Now, Oakland is different diversity than San Jose, would you say? <laughs> you can see. <laughs> it's, well, you know,
1: some places are the same, some places are not. It's, all, it's just like anywhere else. You know, oakland got its rough parts, then it has its rougher parts. You know, San Jose has its rough parts, and then it has its nice parts. Mm-hmm. Oakland doesn't have some of those.
0: It doesn't have the nice parts? No.
1: They have rougher nice parts. Okay. So, you know, you can get jumped over here, and then they might help you over here, and then jump you again.
0: <laughs> so. so, where is it easier being a black person? In Wisconsin, or... Game or Oakland?
1: Actually, the West Coast is a lot easier in this day and age. Now, when okay. I was growing up, uh, I didn't have any of the, really didn't have any racial problems back home, you know, growing up. You
0: said you're in a very diverse area. Yeah. So everyone's different. And
1: mm-hmm. even when, because I went to school on the south side, you know, because our, our city um, is broken up because all, uh, all the Hispanics lived on the south side, you know, blacks and Blacks and whites lived on the north side, north and east side. So when we integrated schools, you know, you had everybody mixing with everybody. And I think that was the best thing that could have happened because that way everyone gets to learn about somebody else. Because, right. you know, like you said, 10 years it was just you and another white guy up here doing this. But now, look at this day day and age, there's a white guy and a black guy sitting here on John Wants Answers talking about Black History Month.
0: Making progress. We're making progress. Exactly.
1: And all you people out there, go hug a black person. They won't rob you. (laughs) I didn't say an African person. I said a black person. Okay. the difference.
0: Wait, the African will rob you?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't know much about them. I just know they don't like me, and I don't
0: care. Okay, so I'm, I'm living in San Jose, and I don't see racism happening. Now, is that because I'm a white person and because racism doesn't happen to me?
1: No, racism is everywhere. I mean, it all depends on how observant you are. I mean, because it could be something real subtle, or it could be right in your face.
0: Do you see racism all the time, every day?
1: Yes, I do because I'm a comedian. <laughs> I mean, cuz I'm an observational person. I look mm-hmm. at everything. And racism is not just black and white. Um, black and yellow, you know, black and brown. It's everything. I mean, midgets or little people, you uh-huh. know, They they get all up in arms because somebody's you know, tell them, that, "Hey man, you got a short tension span," or, you know, "You're short on this," or, you know, they get offended. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I lost my train of thought. Because <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at what I'm what I'm talking about, because I'm actually trying to be serious with you, and you know give you some your answers you
0: want. I was asking is there, is there still racism?
1: Yeah, I was still on that part, but you know it's
0: <laughs> like in California, we like to think we're you know the progressive part of the United States. Hell
1: no. No. California is a big melting pot. We have everything here. But people are getting in their own way, trying to get out of their way. And what I mean by that is they want to give the, the perception that I'm not racist, but yes, when you turn your back, you know, you got all these names coming at you. So the easiest way not to be racist is go hang out with somebody that's not your race. Just go. Learn something. You know, take the time out instead of what you perceive about a certain group of people, because hell, I see some black people and I go, ooh, man, I wouldn't go around them naked at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I'm black. I'm a big black guy, because the first mm-hmm. thing that people see, like, all right, check this out. Usually when I go into Target, oh. over by my house, security guards, I get the best, you know, walk around the store, because I have a security guard with me at all time. If yeah. I need something, he's right there to answer my questions. Now, <laughs> if I go into an all, like a Walmart or Target in an all-black neighborhood, nobody's gonna follow me. No but service, no, no customer service. Nothing, You know, I mean, you know, I had a cashier walk away from me when I went to go buy something. I'm going to hang out with my friend, I'll be right back, and she left me at the counter. I mean, and we we're black, that's black-on-black black crime right there. So you'll find more races, more racist of their own people than other people. Because you'll find more black people, in some ways, will put more black people down if they see some going further than the other people. Same thing with white people. Same thing with Hispanics. Everybody, it's a natural thing that most people don't want to see other people doing better. Mm. But when you ask somebody, now this is the part that really kills me. And my uh, my wife will tell you this. Now, all the racism we see out here, you've seen all this stuff during the Trump days. They're like, oh, a black prison, nigger, that now hunky cracker, and all that stuff. Okay, but soon as there is a natural disaster, tornado, Joplin tornado, all this stuff that happened over in Oklahoma and stuff like that, all those tornadoes that happened, where was the racism then? i seen blacks, whites, everybody helping each other. You know, that would have been a perfect time to go, oh, I'm not helping you, I'm not, you know, all that crap. But soon as there, I mean, what is, what is racism? Is it, you know, I pick and choose when I want to be a racist? Because when there's a natural disaster, there's no racism. I mean, like when Katrina happened. You seen all those people that got screwed over by New Orleans, mm-hmm. blacks, whites, Hispanics, everybody on that bridge together. I mean, they probably, you know, they probably had fights and stuff later on, but you know, everybody was together. You don't see all this stuff when a natural disaster happened, but when it's regular day-to-day stuff, you know, you know, you can't, you can't walk up to the average person, hey, how you doing? Because I've tried it, you know, just on a regular day. I was walking down the street and I said, I'm gonna say hi to everybody I see walking past me. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. I walk past this black lady. I said, hey ma'am, how you doing? She said, I don't have no change. <laughs> I was like, what? I met I met Kaiser picking up my picking up some medication. White lady standing in front of me. I said, hey ma'am, how, how's your day going? She cuffed her purse and walked to the back of the line. I said, why the hell would I want to even speak to anybody? I'm just saying hi. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just being cordial. You know, Just ha- I'm having a great day. I want to see if you're having a great day. So I speak to people, you know. As a comedian, you know, if I go in a bar and I ask for something to drink, I the first thing I ask for, do you have Coke? They go, yes. I said, powder or liquid? <laughs> and they look at me like, huh? <laughs> and then I say, powder or liquid? And then they'll just sit there and then they go, oh, Coke. It's like people are so afraid to just be, you know, they're, everything has an ulterior modem. Oh, he asked me for Coke. Oh, I got some in my pocket, but I got some in liquid. I got, you know, nobody take, I mean, everybody takes life too serious. I mean, you got to put down your, you got to put your guard down and go have some fun. You got to take a chance. I mean, like I met an Indian guy, an old white guy, a middle-aged white guy, a white guy with his own way of living life, and one crazy girl. And we all came together to do a play. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And we did that play. We worked our butts off, and we're all from all different walks of life. Didn't know each other from dirt, right. and we went in there and put together a great kick-ass show that no one's ever seen, <laughs> <laughs> except for if you're in
0: that hot barn. I think <laughs> 35 people saw in <laughs> a hot August 8th night. <laughs> Man, sweating their yeah, sweating S- their
1: sweating their ch- chicken testicles <laughs> off. <laughs> We're in a barn.
0: <laughs> All right, I want to talk about the words I can't say.
1: The N-word, yes.
0: Well, there's more words. We'll, we'll get to that one. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, start of the show, I said, well, we're on CP time. And someone told me I can't say that. Why not? Now, CP time, as far as I know, is a segment on The Daily Show. It's, it's for the culture, is what they say. And they talk about, you know,
1: culture protecting time. <laughs> CPT.
0: But it all someone depends- else said... It means colored people time. Well, you're and not say, saying black. You're not saying the N word. So yeah. why should they? Why should they worry? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it means that colored people are often late.
1: So are white people. Yeah. I see them late all the time. I know this. I used guy, to manage
0: a tire shop. Chris. He was <laughs> late all the time to everything. Okay. So you're saying I can say CP time, no problem. Yeah. Okay. The N word.
1: Which one? Nice, nasty, <laughs> no.
0: I'm not going to tell you which word it is because I no. can't even say it.
1: Spell the first three That's... letters. <laughs> Could be
0: Niagara. No, it's not that word. Nitrogen. Ends in an R, begins in an N. And you've said it. During this episode, you've said it already. Now, I can't say it. And I'm not saying I want to say it. It um, all depends on how you say it. Like, I would never want to call someone that because I know it's intended to be a hurtful word.
1: Well, I call white people that all the
0: time. Oh, oh, wow. A um,
1: little reverse, <laughs> you know.
0: Now, there's another word um, in in the for gay people, and it's a bad word, fag. You would never want to call but, a gay person fag.
1: But are you talking about a cigarette? I'm not, because those are fags. Now, I can say but, the word.
0: See, fag. I don't understand fag though, because.
1: Fag's been around for a long time. Yeah. Fag's been calling fags fags for a long fag time. I mean,
0: <laughs> the fag has been a f- the, f- the feature fag word of fags. Now, we can say the word fag. Uh, we not want to call someone a fag. We but can how say the you, word fag. Well, hey, you fag. <laughs> That's on you, not me. So Well, there's nobody right there. I'm saying that even though I can say that word, I cannot say the N word the way I can say fag. Well, it all depends
1: because there are <laughs> protective societies and there are protective things. And I happen to be eavesdropping on my wife's diversity training class. Mm-hmm. And they were asking, when is it appropriate to use the N word? I said mainly when they're not around, but you know. <laughs> but there are times that
0: you are forced to use it.
1: I mean, when do you be forced to use it? In,
0: in traffic, road rage bouts. I would not be forced to use it. But see times. the
1: word the word is a broad word and it's not it shouldn't only be used just to, you know, point out a black person because it means ignorance. Ignorance has no color.
0: And that's what it means. Yeah.
1: Chris But Rock see but had like I was saying
0: where he said he loved black people but, but he, he hates hated
1: those people. Yes. Yeah. Those are different people. But that doesn't mean that they're only Because I know some white N-words. I know a lot of Hispanic (laughs) N-words. And they use the word more than we do. (laughs) But where did my train of thought go? Because I had a good one for you. Because my wife's diversity training class, it's, (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm listening to this stuff, dude. And all they talk about is how to protect someone's feelings from it. I mean, if you're going to use the word, you're going to use the word. I mean, no if fans no, about the word Yeah, I mean, even even just in passing, I mean, it's just a word. the What you elicit from the word gives it strength. you know, what you take from it, somebody go, "Well, because like the only class of people that's not protected are poor, okay? the poor people, rich people protect the class, uh, black people protect the class, Hispanics protect the class, but poor people are not protected so. If I said, you poor, N-word, mm-hmm. then I'm good. Because poor people aren't protected. So you can say anything you want to about so poor So if people. they
0: weren't black, you could call them the poor ends.
1: Yep. Or you can call them poor white ends. Or right. poor white, or black ends, or Hispanic ends. The whole thing is that poor people are not protected for nothing.
0: So they get, they get hit all the time. So... All right, I have another question about <laughs> words I can't use. So, I'm always worried that there's going to be a word that I can't use that I didn't know I can't use. So, for example, years ago, I think it was 20, 2005, this guy named Don Imus, radio oh. shock job, <laughs> he got in trouble for calling some basketball players nappy-headed hoes. Now, it's, sure, it's not nice to call anyone a hoe, I understand that, but apparently, I guess, the nappy-headed was the part that got in real trouble. And I have never heard this expression before, and he said he heard it in like rap music.
1: So he well, didn't know it was that bad to say. I didn't comb my hair, my hair is nappy right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, um, like I said, it all depends on how, see, Don Imus said it, he's a shock jock, so they wanted to make an example out of him. But hell, Willie D called black chick bald-head hoes and that's a song that's from a famous rapper. Look mm-hmm. him up, Willie D. He made this song called "Ballhead Hoes." I know some ballhead hoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, son, it's.
0: Is there a database, It's a double
1: standard. That's all it is.
0: Is there a database I can consult to know which words I shouldn't be saying?
1: Not saying nigga.com.
0: wait. What? No. <laughs> That's my new website
1: called notsayingnigga.com. Okay. I'm gonna try to say, I'm gonna try to say the word, I'm gonna try not to say the word for a whole day.
0: No, How's it come along?
1: It's not. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> it come, I've seen your act, and it comes up a lot in your act. No, it does not. No, it does not. You don't think so? I know so, I wrote my act. I heard your act. And I was like, whoa, I...
1: time because that guy was there trying to heckle.
0: I can't tell my friends what I heard here tonight. Yes,
1: you can. Go ahead. i give you permission. Okay. I'm sitting right next to you, so ain't no other black person going to hurt you. I, you you're, uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Shit, man, over here. See, you got... Uh, oh, right. The De- thanks, left. man. Now the cops are I, here. Thanks. Let's go You're going to get me arrested. <laughs> you're going to get me all the way out here. Now the cops are coming.
0: Wait, wait. <laughs> the iPad. And the phone.
1: I'm going to take this chair because they're going to say I stole it anyway. <laughs>